Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the second hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. Coming up in 20 minutes, John McClain, the very latest from NFL training camps. Who's there, who's not, and why. Contract negotiations and more for your favorite teams. An hour from right now, Senator Tommy Tuberville rejoins the show. NIL legislation, which he and Senator Joe Manchin are uh, attempting to get pushed through the Senate floor. They will... Uh, announce the legislation uh, in a, a, a bill that they have drafted uh, that will be uh, official today. Can't wait to, to chat about the, the bullet points and the important emphasis that he's stressing with what these, these guidelines would be emphasized for. Plus, Clay Travis joins us here on site at 6th and Peabody. That's also in about an hour and 15 minutes from now. we got great stuff we're going to talk about in this segment. Uh, something that's not so great, though, Hutton, I want to have a studio game okay. coming up where I have a physical on Thursday, yeah. and we should take a poll on uh, w- how bad my blood work will be. We could have everyone. We could I'll do de- like a silent. Like Everyone can put in a different ailment that will be in that, that, that guess, okay. considering that I just had – Two weeks without my family in town, and my two weeks consisted of a diet of fast food and alcohol for those two weeks. So just how bad will the blood work be for Chad come Thursday? And in fact, I thought, you know what? I I told my wife when she got back, lots of fruits and vegetables this week. And her response was, (laughs) you do this every time where you try to trick your physical. Like you try to trick your blood work by a week of healthy living. The point of the physical is just to go yeah. in as is, right. so you're not tricking the blood work but, but into something what, different. What you're going in as is not as is, typically. Yeah, it's not. This would not be my normal lifestyle that I'm going as. You're I'm just trying, trying to get, get back to even. I'm trying to get back to balanced a little bit, <laughs> and I thought, you know, no fast food this week, more fruits and vegetables. Had a very healthy dinner You sound like yesterday. McGuire or Sosa in the, in the steroid area. Yeah, my Androstein I, levels I are back down. I to get back down, to level. But my Andro's down. Um, I had a healthy eating day yesterday, and today took my daughters to the park, and afterward they wanted to go on a daddy-daughter date to McDonald's. So guess what I did? I had a Big Mac. I had fries. Yeah, why not? So I'm just in an endless death cycle at this point, and I feel like the blood work in my physical on Thursday is going to show me that. They just check like certain things like uh, you know urine reports, basically, that they'll give you there. Like, is there too much protein in your urine or something they always check for? I don't know what that means. Diabetic, I, I don't know. They're like, your proteins look good in your urine. That's what I always hear back after the physical. But it takes about a week to get the blood work back. And that's the one where typically it's like, usually the last two have been okay, but there's always one that's like sugar a little, a little high or triglycerides, something I've had problems with in the past. A lot of meat eating is an issue with that. You're, you're fat in your blood. Um Anyway, I always feel like we're, we're going to be scolded I, whenever we're called back for the results. Well, to, I, I open it up to the studio where everyone can just submit would, to Hutton. We, we must. Like, put one thing that you think will be in the blood work, and then we can unveil who was right and who was wrong. Anonymous. 
anonymously. Anish- and initially, then I, I read yeah. them on air. And we try and to I guess say, who it was. I say yes or no to every guess right. from everyone in the studio. Uh, you mentioned the death cycle, the, the endless death cycle of your uh, eating habits. Yeah. Um, the death cycle. Right down the drain is where I'm going. Trying to, uh, you know, not, just get away from the discussion of if Colin Kaepernick is going to make his way back to the NFL or not. Uh, Nike wants you to believe that he's trading for a return, even though, I mean, he's had opportunities to return to spring leagues. He's not doing that because his brand's more valuable off the field than it is on, and that's what Nike's playing into here. Man, he looks great. Looks good. Arm looks strong. He got a, he got a rocket of arm. Look at that, man. He, he, got, he got about a good six years left. In a video of CD Lamb and Derrick Henry. Deep ball's very nice. And he's still capped, man. Still got it to him. Najee Harris. The Nike athletes. Yeah. Cap got a real racket for him, man. So it was different. Real good ball placement. Hey, it's easy when you got a quarterback that's been through it. He make it easy for it. So then Derek, work. Derek Henry here. Darts. See was look smooth. Says so a great day. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we also saw Stetson Bennett throwing 70-yard bombs during OTAs. Uh, and Nike here is playing into the Kaepernick's training to return. Uh, again, they've got him as an athlete as well under their contract. Look, I think you can make a lot of people look good when you slow things down and show it a certain way. Oh, yeah. You know, they just Harrison Ford just did an Indiana Jones movie at 81, and there's a lot of action sequences in it where I'm like, man. CGI. This guy's really getting after it. He's got great range of motion for someone who's 81 in that fight scene. Yeah. So you can speed things up or slow things down or shoot it a certain way to make it look good. I got to be honest, though. Watch that video. He still did not look that good. Like, his throwing well, motion that's him. Look, did not look good. Watching the quarterback oh, series and watching, like, and Kirk it, Cousins throw yeah. it, uh, the guy's it, whipping it, it in there his in throw, practice. His throwing motion didn't look good the last time he played in 2016, though. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. I, and also, Hutton, I thought to myself, what could the team at Nike make us look like if we went out there? If we could slow it down and I could throw a 10-yard oh. out route to Derrick Henry, could they slow it down to a level and yes. have Derrick Henry say it where people think, man, you know, that, that Chad Withrow could be an NFL quarterback. Like, I marvel at the production Lam? skills of this. Was it CeeDee Lamb that said he's got a good six years left? I mean, he's 35. CeeDee Lamb can already tell he's playing until 41. I also laugh because, I mean, Is they it? were handed a script. He hasn't played in six years. They were handed a script, right? I mean, they're Nike no, athletes. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know if it was a hey, script. Hey, tell I, us, I'm sure uh, they tell were us asking, how good he was. Like, yeah, what was it like with uh, you know catching passes from Cap against Air? It, and they were answering that. Yeah, and and also guys are typically slow to just crush someone. You know, trying to make an NFL comeback. Yeah, I don't think they were going to air if someone was like, you know, I but g- got to be honest, he's really lost a lot. <laughs> last yeah. Year's. I thought that his throwing motion was odd before. You know, got to be honest. I, but I, I can tell why they haven't signed him. Man, you know, you know, you know what it felt like <laughs> catching balls from my dad. That's what it felt like. That was the velocity that that I I caught from the, his passes. I mean, He's, look, do, do what you want. It's it's your athlete. If you're Nike, the guy's not going to play in the NFL again. Well, you had to try out. If you want to hype back. him up as that, whatever. And down in what somewhere in, in Georgia, had the tryout uh, eight. Eight or nine teams went, and and then it was more about if it was going to be the minimum salary or not. You know, there's always that. And, and Chad, you've long said that in, in 
you're right. That right now and, and then and now, the value for him is more off the field than on brand wise, because at this point, that's why that that's why Nike's doing this and trying to play up the cap hype again, because they want to stir the pot for a athlete that they have under contract who you know we haven't heard from or seen from in in a, in a while, and they've got this Nike Athlete Summit where they're out you know, shooting things and determining cleats and all that other stuff. But his, his long-term value is in being a martyr. Right. Well, that's, that's and, all and it Nike, can be right Nike, now. like any company that wants to partner with someone that can make them profit. But if he wanted to play, he could have played. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I, his, I know that uh, his there's use a spring to Nike is that as a martyr. An, an option. So, yeah, I, no doubt. No I, I just, doubt. you know, Muhammad Ali didn't want to fight in the Vietnam War when he was drafted, and he went to jail because he wouldn't do it, right? But at the time... He was a draft dodger. That was a very negative thing. And then years later, he's heralded as a hero. Later on in life, I mean, I just, I'm I'm talking as Colin Kaepernick's PR guru right now, not as as someone that believes in what he's saying. But if I want to spin this in a PR way, I'm saying, dude, you're going to win the Arthur Ashe Courage Award in 30 years. Don't play in the NFL. This is the best case scenario right now. You continue to write children's books about oppression and then you can go and win a bunch of awards and be seen as this global humanitarian 25, 30 years from now. That's your legacy. It's not going to be a third-string quarterback for the Detroit Lions if you make a roster. It's not going to be in the USFL or the XFL. It's going to be as martyr Colin Kaepernick kneeled for his beliefs and the racist NFL excommunicated him, and then 30 years later, you're going to be on the right side of history. That's what he's being pumped full of right now. If barely a That's million what Nike's watch, selling to him. If barely a million watch the uh, the ESPYs now, what will it? How many people will see the Arthur Askew yeah, Courage Award handed out then? That was the one that came to mind. Know. You know, he's going to win a Nobel Peace Prize probably in thirty years. Be a better one. He's going to get a congressional. He may have already had that. Honestly, the Congressional Medal <laughs> of Honor. I, I don't know what they give out. What is the what is the civilian award that the president gives out? He's going to get all those things at some point if he continues on this path. And here's the other thing. Uh, Propaganda, that's advertising. Yeah. <laughs> advertising is propaganda. When you're watching a really well done ad for something, that is propaganda. This is an advertisement for Colin Kaepernick with Nike athletes. It's all that it is. Does it make me angry? No. Does it make me a little bit sad for Colin Kaepernick's throwing motion and for the other good football players in the video? Yeah, a little. Makes me a little bit sad for them. But then I think that. You know, oh, you know, they made money for that, and Nike pays them money, and then I'm less sad for them. The Nike athletes. Uh, you know who's going to make money is uh, Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert. Um, I, I'm i surprised, Chad, that we've we've gotten to this point where they're not under a long-term contract right now. I'm going to get further into that with John McClain because there's not a lot of discussion there, um, publicly, I should say. We heard a lot about it from Kyler Murray a year ago, Right. He's not going to play on the whatever the minimum is for his final year before he gets tagged or the fifth-year options picked up. That's what the agent was saying. And then ultimately, Kyler Murray gets over $100 million guaranteed in his, his new contract with Arizona. We haven't heard the, the public talk, the agent spin. Things are quiet in Cincinnati and out in L.A. with the Chargers. More on that with, with John McClain. And honestly, things are quiet. Uh, in regards to the, the running back situation, too, because Saquon Barkley was all bark, no bite. And 
I don't blame him. This is the obvious decision to sign and get to camp and, and be with the team and make the $10 million plus. They've reworked the franchise tag, which is under the, the uh, rules, the guidelines of what you can and can't do for a long-term extension. They gave him $2 million up front. He can earn another million on top of that based on some likely to be, be earned incentives, comparing that to what he did last year in New York for, for the Giants offense. And he still gets the $10.1 million guaranteed. That was all a part of the franchise tag. You don't see this often. In fact, I, I was reading like 2006, 2007 was the last time we saw a reworked franchise tag number to the, the value of the player here. Um, but what this is, is Barkley knowing the value of where he is in the position he's playing. That's not his fault, but that's just the obvious detail that I think everyone admitted, but they still at the position held the Zoom call and were frustrated. And even in this reworked deal, they didn't remove the franchise tag clause for next season. The Giants can do it again. This one still counts. They can do it one more time. And if it happens next year, he's going to get paid over $13 million guaranteed. But point being... The, the uni there's there's not enough uh, unity within the players themselves that want to talk about the top of the running back position and what they're paid compared to other positions because the players ultimately make sure they get theirs when they can. And this was Barkley's time to do that. Josh Jacobs will likely do the same, even though he's not reporting to, to Raiders camp. Doesn't have to. He can't get fined because he's not under contract currently because he didn't sign the franchise tag. But this now gives him leverage to get an extra million or whatever up front and a guarantee now instead of weekly whenever the season gets here and you show up and you play and you earn the next contract potentially you don't fake injuries and do that sort of thing this was inevitable uh but chat until we tie in tying in burrow and herbert until we see the quarterbacks unify and actually do what lamar jackson tried to do players like at the top of their game saquon barkley have no chance but to be all bark, no bite. Because that's what the quarterbacks have been. The quarterbacks are paid handsomely in co comparison to the other positions, but it's not fully guaranteed like Deshaun Watson, but no one's fighting for that. W Jackson wanted to, but it would take Burrow and Herbert and others who have signed. Jalen Hurts, go down the list. It would take others to actually come together and say, we're not playing either until we get what the high water mark is, which is Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Davey lets me know Presidential Medal of Freedom was what I was looking for with, with Colin Kaepernick, that he may eventually win. Um, yes, I mean, this was the right outcome and the right decision for Saquon Barkley because he doesn't really have any other options. And I will give the Giants some credit for at least doing something a little bit different and working it out with this one-year deal where it at least appears – he got some concession that he wanted, and he did. He got a little bit of a concession on it. And the Giants said, you know, we do value you so much that we should just hold you to this franchise tag, and that's it. But we want to work with you a little bit, but we can't go the full way that you want, so let's do this as a compromise. I like compromise like this. I don't like this for the running backs, but this is the best they can do right now because the leverage is so minimal for that position. Chad, coming up later this hour uh – your discussion on President Michael Schill, who's at Northwestern, and the job or lack thereof that has been done in the, the PR case for the university. And I want to see where you come from on it because he's, he said he's not 
that university is not going to fire their, their athletic director, that may not be the only discussion that needs to be had. I think I have a feeling where you're, you're headed there. I, w- I want to know from John McClain coming up where we are with Burrow and Herbert, but also why the players aren't trying to do more when they have the opportunity. And it's not running back specific. It is quarterback specific. And it's about the individual, not about the players association at the, at the end of the day. And uh, a great discussion headed our way in about 45 minutes with Senator Tommy Tuberville on name image likeness legislation uh, and a new bill that's been drafted uh, bipartisan through both Senator Tuberville and Senator Joe Manchin. Uh, looking forward to that. Clay Travis is uh, here on property here at Sixth and Peabody. We'll have him in studio. Very rare uh, non-phone appearance by Clay today. Live in, in person. Yeah. He was poke. Didn't he just look in the door and wave at you and blow you a kiss? He did. He yeah. blew me a kiss and then he gave me the middle finger and he walked away and he took a shot of moonshine <laughs> and then he went about his business. Actually, he did the shot of moonshine, then gave me the middle finger and yeah. then went about his business. We're about to it do was that, in that as well. Order. John McClay next on the with Andy Withrow. That's how today's show will end. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Ehop Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Senator Tommy Tuberville comes up, uh, joins us in about 40 minutes, plus an hour from now. Clay Travis in studio. Right now, John McClain joins us as NFL training camps are open across the league. John has covered the league for nearly five decades and has joined us. Seen it all. For, what, two decades now, it feels like. John, good to see you. Clay Travis, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he's he's around. First-time guest. Blessing us with his presence in studio today, too. It's maybe like a fifth-time guest in person. He's <laughs> yeah. normally on by phone, so having him in studio. Tell, it's tell like him those, I said hello. It's like getting the papal blessing. We, we definitely will. Uh, we definitely will. Uh, John, Saquon Barkley gets $2 million up front. He has another roughly a million in incentives that he can earn, but – we don't see normally a franchise tag or a tender reworked like this. We knew Barkley was going to sign at some point. Josh Jacobs, I know you've said will too. 
but why do you feel like the Giants had the incentive to get this done now in the way they did it? Because he probably told them he would report now. I go back to 1977, my first training camp. The Oilers' starting running back was Ronnie Coleman. That was the year before Earl Campbell was drafted first overall. And I'll never forget interviewing Coleman. And back then, remember, they played six exhibition games and training camp was over two months. And I remember Ronnie Coleman said no position needed camp more than running backs because he said, we need our legs. We need to get our legs. An only way to do that is to be in here running and getting hit. And so I'm sure they thought if Barkley waited till the week regular season began when the big paychecks start, he's going to be way behind. You know, they're trying to keep up in the NFC East, trying to keep up with the Cowboys and the Eagles. And uh, I think they thought it was very important that he came in. He got an extra $900,000 in incentives. And uh, so I think it's good for them, and it's as good as he's going to get. Yeah, and, and they and the players have all but acknowledged that based on the, whatever Zoom call they randomly put together at the 11th hour through Austin Eckler. I understand where they're coming from, John, but here's, here's the bigger and, and broader point. The players at the end of the day don't band together very often, and it would start with the quarterbacks doing that. Lamar Jackson tried to get that buzz going. We haven't heard anything from Burrow or Herbert. They're being very team-friendly to this point. Uh, Jalen Hurts and others. The star power of the quarterbacks, if they're not going to demand the Deshaun Watson treatment in Cleveland, I mean, the running backs doing this on Zoom, clearly they can't point to agents. They have to point to the PA, don't they? They negotiated the collecting bargaining agreement that allowed the owners to do it this way. You can't blame the owners. They've got... uh, Colleges putting out more backs who are good receivers than they ever have because they throw the ball so much. They've also, analytics will tell them that running backs are not as important. The last five Super Bowl winners did not have a 1,000-yard rusher, and that tells you all you need to know, and it's just the plight that they have right now. I remember a time, and uh, Mattress Mac and I do a video every week. We were, were the same age. We were talking about this this week about when we grew up, running backs were more important than quarterbacks because didn't teams didn't throw the ball as much as they do. They just ran, ran, and ran some more. And those guys were the stars. The Hall of Fame is loaded with great running backs. Well, and John, it's and things can be cyclical in the league, and maybe it cycles back around for running backs to be more important at some point, and they start getting the money they feel like they deserve. My counter to these great running backs, and I think probably the league's counter is, name the last Super Bowl champion that was led by a running back. I mean, the closest to come to it were the Titans with Derrick Henry making an AFC championship game, I would say. I mean, Derrick Henry's probably got as much of an argument as anyone, but he got the the contract he wanted from the Titans, right? It's hard to point to that. And I know it's not Saquon Barkley's fault, but look at Saquon Barkley's record with the Giants. Since he's been there, it's not good. And I'm sure ownership's probably pointing to that with some of these players as well. They do know that, Chad, like, and it's not going to change. And they got another, I think, six years left on this collective bargaining agreement. So they can have all the Zoom calls they want to have, and it's not going to change. Say a star quarterback went down. Say the Titans with five games left lost Danny Hill 
and just decided to run Derrick Henry till his tongue was dragging the ground. And he rushed for 2,000 yards, helped him get home field advantage again. And his contract happened to be up, and he's like 24 years old. Then maybe, but uh, that quarterback, if he's younger, is going to come back healthy the next year, and everything's going to be the way it was before. So it's not going to change anytime soon. The backs, if they don't price themselves out, because every team wants to have two right now, if you don't price yourself out, you might be able to play like 10 or 12 years or Frank Gore's 16, just making the minimum. And I know that's a big blow to the ego, but uh, if you stick around long enough, you can make a lot of money. Jimmy Graham coming out of retirement. Last time he played was 2021, a very uneventful season with the Chicago Bears. Signs with the Saints, John. What are the odds that he makes this roster this season? I'm not sure what their tight end situation is. I haven't looked, but uh, he ought to be in great shape. And uh, he was a good player, not a great player when he played and he was healthy. I can't imagine he's going to move the needle for them. They're depth chart right now, John, uh, they need to move the needle at the position because they have uh, Taysom Hill, of course, the do-it-all tight end quarterback, anything that's needed. Uh, and then Juwan Johnson is their right now listed as their starter. It will soon be Jimmy Graham back at it in New Orleans. Um, I heard they called Mike Ditka. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They, well, the, you know, going just looking at what Derek Carr has – um, yeah, I mean, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. I mean, they they do have weapons offensively that Carr can jump into and, and immediately start hitting the ground running with. You can't count on uh, Michael Thomas. It's been so long since he's done anything. I can't even remember. He's been hurt so much. So really, it's Chris Olave. And if they thought they had that big need at tight end, they could have traded for Darren Waller. Yeah. I think he cost a three. They could have done... They could have drafted in the tight end, so they're not putting a lot of emphasis on it. Bringing Jimmy Graham out of the mothballs is something. Maybe it'll work out, but boy, God's been out that long. You wonder how much, how how long till he gets hurt again, and how much hunger he actually has. John Brock Purdy has been cleared to join the 49ers in all activities no restrictions as training camp begins he is not on the physically unable to perform list which is what was i think the the expectation on the timetable he's ahead of ahead of schedule in that regard and now i mean they they go into it with lance and purdy where they left off prior to injury last year and sam darnell who they signed as a free agent and Brock Purdy, he, that guy's under a lot of pressure. When he was elevated, he played on an offense with more playmakers across the board than any team in football. Wide receivers, running back, tight end, running back who can catch. And he was in a perfect storm. And they didn't ask him to do things he couldn't do. It was great play calling by Kyle Shanahan and great play calling by Bobby, I mean, great coaching by Bobby Slowick passing game coordinator. So uh, he comes back, and there was a reason that Shanahan traded so dearly to trade up to get Trey Lance. And so uh, Lance, is a, if you put Lance up next to Purdy and had him throw, then Purdy's not going to stack up against Trey Lance. But it's much more to it, of course, than just throwing the football. And Brock Purdy's got all those intangibles, plus he's mobile, 
Plus, he knows that offense. He's very smart. And uh, I can't wait to see how that plays out and I and whether they make Trey Lance the emergency quarterback or Sam Darnold. John, also in San Fran, Nick Bosa is about to get paid. He's not going to practice until they have this extension worked out. Jeffrey Simmons just got, what, $25 million annually on average. The Aaron Donald is at the 30 mark. Is Bosa about to be the highest paid player uh, ahead of Donald when this is done? I don't think he'd be ahead of Donald. He hadn't done as much as Aaron Donald did when he got his big contract. And since Aaron Donald got his big contract, he hasn't been as dominant. Maybe it's because of injuries. I don't know. But he hasn't been. But Bosa's younger. He's uh, He led the league in sacks last year. Defensive player of the year for the first time. You know, when they got Javon Hargrave to play tackle in free agency, they paid him a lot of money. So you knew Bosa wanted that new dealer. He wasn't going to show up. And the 49ers generally don't have uh, financial issues with their players. So I expect them to be able to get it done. So, John, you know Deshaun Watson from a coverage standpoint. You've covered him as much as anyone else uh, in football. At Brown's camp yesterday, he's saying that the media narrative surrounding everything going on off the field with him has overshadowed his rough upbringing and never having a father figure in his life. And that's something that he shared with his Browns teammates immediately when he got there, and that endeared himself to his teammates. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I don't remember a lot of negative Deshaun Watson coverage up until the sexual assault allegations. He was always seen and written about as a great guy and a great leader from Clemson through the Texans everywhere. And can can you vouch for that as someone who has covered him closely? All those stories he talked about have been done here so many times when he came in. We know all about his family. Everything was covered because he was such a big deal. There was not one negative word written about him until March of 2021 when the first civil suit was filed against him that ended up in the 20s. Then it was all negative because he didn't play in 21, suspended for 11 games in 22. So they may believe that hogwash up there, but his story has not been told I don't know. I haven't been following in Cleveland. Maybe it hadn't been told up there, but it certainly didn't overshadow anything here because everything was positive until it wasn't. Watson has the fully guaranteed deal in Cleveland. Burrow and Herbert continue to be in the shadows of public uh, comment, unlike what we saw from Kyler Murray a a year ago from his agent. John, who goes first here, Burrow or Herbert? And ultimately, are they going to settle for a team-friendly contract? Oh, there's not going to be team-friendly. I mean, my God, who settled for a team-friendly contract? Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, they got so many hundreds, millions guaranteed. Uh, a team-friendly contract, uh-uh. I don't think either one of them will get fully guaranteed either. I think the first fully guaranteed would be when Patrick Mahomes has his deal redone by the Chiefs, which will probably be next year if indeed Burrow and Herbert are done. And Burrow's a lot better than Herbert. Herbert's been good, but uh, he hadn't helped the Chargers, especially in that playoff game last year, that they were just folded at Jacksonville. Yeah, their defense sucks. I mean, it's, it's, it's that the defense has really failed him in that regard uh, because they've been putting up points. 
I, I am, I'm intrigued by it because if, if the belief is we can dive into this as the negotiation details come out. If Mahomes is believed to get that type of contract, the quarterback should band together more than what they have. If they really want to, uh, they uh, they always <laughs> get there. They always get there. Those guys, but, if, well, Jonathan, if you were getting well, 175 million, hey, would you band together and say less strike? Well, everyone laughed at Lamar Jackson, and now we're everyone's covering the Zoom call with running backs as if they're affecting change. I mean, it's laughable considering how everyone laughed at Lamar for wanting what Watson received, um, and he was on an island by himself, uh, even with Hertz and. Burrow and Herbert, you know, trying to get theirs too. They were eligible and they will get theirs, but not to that level. Mahomes, what? He's not going to, he's going to be number one again very soon once these contracts work out. John McClain's number one uh, on our show. We always uh, love having you on, John. And uh, also, I'm making a note here. We must discuss how Houston fans are upset over the legacy uniforms of the Tennessee Titans and the, the Oilers throwbacks, which you should they, go on. They look great, by the way. SportsRadio610.com today. Okay. And hear me on with my guys in the loop, John Lopez and Landry Locker. There was a lot of screaming going on. <laughs> I was called a liar. And uh, <laughs> a I mean, liar. it got wow. heated. Why? And the reason is because I like the fact that they're going to wear the Columbia blue uniforms, as do the Oilers. When Amy Adams Strunk makes it Strunk makes it official, I'll have a column on SportsRadio610.com with Guys like Bruce Matthews, Robert Brazil, Warren Moon, Dan Pastorini, talking about how much they love seeing those uniforms. And the fact people here just are gone ballistic, and that's fine. It's great for talk radio, yeah. great for columnists, podcasts. It is amazing what a hot topic it is down here. And they're ready to run me out of town. John, always enjoy it. We'll catch up next week. Thank you so much. You can follow John on social at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. Coming up, leadership at Northwestern and the real problem at the top. That's next on Hot Mike with Honey Withrow. Coming up in 20 minutes, Senator Tommy Tuberville will join us. New legislation, uh, now a bill that is being pushed by Tuberville and also Senator Joe Manchin. Uh, we'll detail that. That is now about to head to a vote, head to discussion. And the timetable behind it and why this legislation that's being proposed, bipartisan, works for the future of college athletics. Plus, uh, Clay Travis coming up in the final hour of the show as well. A story first reported by OutKick, and this will be Senator Tuberville's first interview. Yep. since announcing this bill that's being proposed. So looking forward to talking to him about it and finding out if we're, you know, any closer possibly to an end to all the headaches that coaches and administrators and commissioners of conferences keep talking about in regards to NIL. Speaking of headaches, I get a headache anytime that President Michael Schill at Northwestern uh, speaks on behalf of the university and their handling of this because – it falls on him and his decisions uh, where he's saying that, you know, he should be praised for admitting a, an error in a two-week suspension that turns into a, a, a firing of Pat Fitzgerald. But, Chad, over a three-day span, he admits from, to the student newspaper, the Daily Northwestern, 
going from reading a summary to then having the the woman who is responsible for the independent investigation read out loud in detail all of the alleged hazing incidents and the findings behind the culture of the Northwestern football program to where he admits in the paper, oh, yeah, I mean, when you hear it uh, line after line, bullet point after bullet point, it adds up as a coach that maybe he didn't know. We can't prove if he did or didn't, but he should have known something and he's overseeing the program. Michael Schill's overseeing Northwestern and... I know you you feel the same way when we see his name and a quote here because of just the back and forth that all and, and everything that was involved, involved or maybe not involved from the university's perspective here. Well, I, I like to think of myself as a simple man. I like to yeah. try to stay in my lane when I can. I don't like to make just preposterous statements yeah. about things that I can do that may not be true. You speak what you believe. But here's what I believe. I, I believe I could do a better job being the president of Northwestern than Michael Schill did in this instance. Uh, I could be a better leader than Michael Schill in this. Could I run the science department at Northwestern? Probably not. Probably couldn't do everything that he does. But when it comes to running the athletic director and the athletic department and handling an investigation into hazing allegations – I and probably you watching or listening right now could do a better job than President Michael Schill did in handling this at Northwestern because he botched it from the beginning. Mm. So on Friday when they announced, this is just going back to that Friday, when they announced the two-week suspension, at that point he had read a raw summary of the investigation's findings and read it and heard from the investigators the summary of things. And he decided then, okay, can't prove that he knew two-week suspension, middle of the summer, without pay. Then a Daily Northwestern report happens. Then he decides, maybe I should go back and read the full report. He does that. In reading the full report, he decides, oh, maybe I should get some of the interview, the transcripts, the footage of it, and go back and look at the interviews. And then he decides, I was wrong. I'm going to fire the AD. And now we're to trust this guy after going back and forth and doing that and could not be bothered on vacation to read the full report. I'd love to know where he was vacationing so I could make jokes about wherever it was. But can issue a suspension let's say on vacation. Let's say it's Cape Cod. Let's say he goes to the Cape. All right, that sounds like a place President Michael Schill of Northwestern University would vacation. Cape Cod. He's in Cape Cod. He hears from the investigator, reads the raw summary. That's it. That probably took him 10 minutes to say two-week suspension. And then he starts getting hit from a PR standpoint, and he has to go back and understand the, the full findings and read everything and all this. And now he's saying, I'm not even considered a, a change at AD. Consider a change at, at the top. Well, and if you're the board at Northwestern, he just got there too. you need to consider a change at the top, the way this has been handled. Yes. And for all of this about AD Gregg, and, you know, well, he, he was there. A lot of the allegations happened before he got there. The dude hired Jim Foster, who he just had to fire yep. in the baseball program. Are we going to deny that? And, and That there was an environment of bullying, and, and it was so bad, Michael apparently, Schilt. with all the guys transferring, that they had to hire a guy, let him coach for one year, and then fire him immediately from the AD? If I am the board, I am seriously thinking about completely cleaning house in regards to leadership at Northwestern. And that starts with Michael Schill, the guy who 
couldn't be bothered to end his vacation a little bit short. Also, by the way, when he fired Pat Fitzgerald, if you remember, the players, the team criticized him because he did it on a Zoom call from vacation and would not take questions. Then the next day he came back from vacation. It's well, a mess. Well, maybe he was flying from over, from Europe or something. Again, don't know. Uh, but I see him as a Cape Cod. Cape yeah. Cod? Yeah, that's my guess. I don't know. Oh, he's a, he was a Eugene, Oregon guy. He was the president at Oregon up until last year. And then he was named the Northwestern president and has now had to he's, – he's known for having to deal with this and how he's dealt with that. Um, These glasses to me, though, scream Cape Cod. I don't, see those from, from, so they're in, a part of their now two-part investigation that's ongoing now is about leadership from the athletic department and whether or not the, – the second part is do those values and how things are handled match the academic standard at Northwestern? And when I read how this is handled, and I, it's from his own account and what he's admitting, I'm thinking, how can you, how can you lead that way, and then expect everything to be in order in any department on your on your campus? It's the leadership aspect there speaks to both sides, not just the athletic department, but also the academic aspect of this from the president who's representing everyone. That's the, that's the uneasy feeling I would have from the PR perspective of the board of directors or anyone that's doing the hiring and firing and recommending what should be done to shill after he's suspended Fitzgerald for two weeks without pay. I just that, think any time you, you get in the crosshairs publicly of something this bad, but this, this out there, yeah. heads lawsuit t- tend after lawsuit to roll, now. and it's not just now multiple lawsuits. Volleyball and player. And you've it, got it, it's plaintiff everywhere. attorneys saying it's the Me Too of college sports. That typically doesn't end with only the head football coach losing his job. Yeah, And you have the student journalists there that are doing the investigating. So stay tuned. Yeah, I think it, more, it, more heads will roll before yeah, it's, it's not the close of Northwestern's no. problems uh, by any means. Uh, coming up in just over 10 minutes, uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville on uh, new legislation proposed to regulate name image likeness uh, across college athletics. First, though, the strangest headlines that Davey Hudson could find. It's time for Let's Get Weird. Alarm system has been deactivated. Out. Roger that. Dude, you don't have to do the sound. It already does that. Out. Copy that. I'm not going to make the sound after I say stuff from now on. J.D. McNugent. Over and out. That was the last one. I'm convinced Davey only watches Steve Zahn films. That, that based on the opening. Saving Silverman this. was good. Saving Silverman's That's... awesome. But How I, can we play I, clips knows... of that and we can't play a highlight of sports? That is, a great, that is a great question. Uh, I just have to speak that into existence. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah. David, go ahead. That's, uh, that's my weird news of the day. We'll talk later. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, be the lead-in to Senator Tuberville, by the way. I'm sure he's yeah. also thrilled to have that be the case. Oh, hello, Coach. He yes. actually, uh, Senator Tuberville re- requested this. He wanted us to go as low as possible to rise up to the occasion once, uh, once he came on the show. Well, it's funny because my first story actually does come from the state of Alabama. Uh First person actually kind of brought our attention to this was Jonathan Isaac last week. Okay. But we have a little bit more understanding of what actually happened. If you've heard of the name Carly Russell, that is a woman from Birmingham. Uh, Originally, things were going as though she was driving on the highway, going home, and she gets on her phone, says there's a baby on the middle of the road, and as she does this, she just starts screaming, and it appears as though she has been abducted. Well, it turns out she faked the entire thing. 
And there's been a lot of obviously bad publicity coming her way because of the amount of attention that was put forth as far as the police effort, the media effort, not to mention all the funds that were raised for Alabama Crime Stoppers. And the where it gets weird, where I'm kind of like tying this in, if, if you saw that movie Saving Silverman, obviously they were going for a kidnapping and getting their friend Darren's wife, or soon-to-be wife. And, Played uh, by the great Amanda Pete. Yes. Big and, fan of Amanda Pete. And so as Steve Zahn and um, Jack Black obviously played some fools that were going about their way. And it seems as though the way she orchest- Carly Lee orchestrated this was very dumb. Uh, you look at it, she had Googled the movie Taken beforehand. She'd also oh. Googled, uh, do you have to pay back for Amber Alerts? Which Wow. Yeah, so she, she really didn't put herself in glory there. Other things started to unravel because she, what happened was she showed up two days later to her parents' doorsteps. They took her to the hospital. You know, she's doing all that. At first, she offers to cooperate with the police. But once things start going south, she's like, eh, I don't really want to answer any more questions. People start to put a couple of things together. Uh, she was upset because it looked as though she was uh, going through a breakup. Her boyfriend had removed all photos from her from his Facebook, which I don't know who still posts photos to so Facebook th- in the first place. This was a way uh, to get back at an ex-boyfriend? To make him I'm care I'm trying to think of the motive of this. I understand how someone could do this today and fake their own abduction. But this is the is the thought that she did this to get back at the boyfriend. They're, they're still to piecing make that him together. like want there, her more, be sad. There were several things. She just seemed to be seeking attention. She had also been recently fired from one of her jobs. She's currently uh, I don't know if she's still doing it, but she was a nursing student uh, in the Birmingham area. So a lot will still come from this. But it it was one of the things too. It, it reminded me, you know, I, I played a the clip from Saving Silverman, it also made me think back because the police asked her to describe the suspect. She just goes, a white man with orange hair. And it made me think back to the movie, uh, A Guy Thing with Jason Lee, where he ends up getting into his own ordeal. And so he just makes a, like he describes this guy that you see on your screen. Ed Sheeran. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's just, when he's describing this person, it's like, there's no way this Ed person Sheeran exists. Ed Sheeran meets Post Malone. But, you know, just going with... Uh, our orange hair is just a weird thing. I mean, maybe like it, I, I want to get into the psychology of this woman. This is where I would be fascinated. There's going to be some sort of docu series on this. There'll be a true crime special on. There her. are no criminal charges for this, but I, not I, yet. I need to know what goes into like what was what happened that you decided I, I need such a desperate cry for help or attention that I'm going to fake my own abduction by claiming there's a baby in the middle of the road and I'm saving the child. And then get abducted by doing that. Also in Saving Silverman. But planned out, though. Was there not a scene where she ate a, a beef and cheddar in a sexy way? An RV sandwich? Is that the same movie? Remember that? Amanda Pete is like trying to seduce Steve Zahn. I oh, think that it would is. Be the movie. And like uh, the Arby's sauce is dripping on her chest as she's eating the sandwich. Was it Arby's or Subway? Because he talked about he went to oh, SU. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Arby's. Okay, it might be. I, I need to, I'd I'd I need have to, to look back. it up to be sure, but I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm not mixing up my Amanda Peet movies from the early aughts. But I'm pretty sure that's the movie where she seduces someone by eating a beef and cheddar uh, from Arby's. Carly Russell also Googled one-way trips from Birmingham to Nashville. So tying that one home a little so, bit. Maybe she uh, just really wanted to go to Nashville. This that's is, where everyone else wants to go. I, I, I commend anyone who would donate to Crime Stoppers. I'm not pointing this out to not do that. Yeah, you got the numbers but here? $63,378 were donated during the search for Russell. And... Right now, there's no basis to refund any contributions to 
Crime Stoppers because I, I guess you can't necessarily say you're donating for that. Again, it's yeah, that's awful. They, and, and, that, and that's why charges need to be headed her way I, instead of just looking at a, 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 her uh, her mental state over a breakup. No, she needs to. If any resources are used, and they were, she absolutely should go to jail for pulling this. Yeah. And there needs to be made an example of this. Um, there will be. Who well, is I mean, the, who is the Jesse, Jesse, Smollett. Jesse Smollett? Yeah, yeah. right. That, that you make an example of that. By the way, it was Wait. Amanda Pete who was being fed Arby sauce by Steve Zahn and Saving Silverman. Glad I got that scene. Oh yeah, right. they get together at the Those end. People Spoiler desperately alert. Um, Google that uh, that scene. This will now be uh, a mental photo in my brain. They, all day. They did return funds. I think like the Birmingham Board of Realtors donated twenty five grand. They did process that one back to them. Man, that's awful. Yeah, you're right. Twenty five. We need to spend more there time. There was also twenty thousand like by an anonymous donor. Oof. So let's hope that gets returned. Yeah. Hopefully uh, she doesn't return to the uh, the ex boyfriend. Should not return. Flee. No. Tommy Tuberville joins us next. The senator on the new NIL bill.